1: with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley.
2: Hello. So happy to be with you today. Ah. Oh. I am in Ireland, Belfast, Ireland. Happy to be here. It's a blustery day and, uh, <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm, I'm learning about, uh, different uses of the language. <laughs> so for instance, um, if I said to you, uh, how about a wee bit of crack tonight? Uh, of course in America, we'd think, oh, drug addict. She wants to do some, smoke some crack. Oh boy, I'm in trouble now. But in Ireland, it just means good fun. Crack means really good fun, playfulness. So if you want to have a wee bit of crack, <laughs> it just means you're going to have some fun. And I also love that the Irish, um, frequently say we, like a wee bit of this, a wee cup of tea, but th- they don't mean a small one usually. They mean just some. And so uh it's interesting learning uh different uh phrases and of course the Americans we're the the, the king and the queen of that. We we have so many and people are constantly saying, What did you say? <laughs> what does that mean? So it it's interesting and it's wonderful. Yeah. Helps us uh the challenge, you know, that. Uh, challenge of discovering new phrases, new words, new meanings. It all helps us to become more aware of our perceptions. And since our perceptions are projections, it's a great way to practice and have a wee bit of crack at the same time. So there you go. So let's place our hand on our heart and have a wee prayer here. So we take a breath of love and gratitude together, so grateful and so thankful for the love of God leading us, lighting us up. The light that lighteth up every man, woman, and child, every being in this world is the light of God, and it is the light within us. We are taking this breath of love and gratitude together and we're partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self with an intention of healing. We're interested, profoundly interested in discovering how to heal, how to know ourselves as whole and complete and perfect and radiant and luminous, loving, light-filled, Our true nature, our true identity, revealing itself in every conversation, in every aspect of our life. We share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we joyfully allow it to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 All right, so how to have a healing. That was the topic today. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. And uh, healing is a lot on my mind these days because we're preparing for the next Living A Course of Miracles, which starts day after tomorrow, which is April 10th. Uh, first class in this eight-week series of 16 free classes, all totally free for you if you register at miracles.com So all 16 classes on the topic of holy relationships, woo-hoo! all 16 classes are totally free for you, but you must register. And I ask you please to register soon. It just makes it easier. We can get everybody settled in, set up, ready to rock for the first class on Thursday. So, join us, and uh, I'm excited for this Holy Relationships series. I think it's going to be extraordinary, and I'm going to invite you to learn all about it at livingofcourseofmiracles.com, where the membership is free. Lots of free stuff, so if you don't know, please go take a look. Alright, so, how to have a healing. Let's have a healing. Let's open our minds to have a healing. So I'm going to uh go to, there's so many sections on healing in A Course in Miracles. And of course, what's the difference between healing and the atonement? There isn't one. So what is the atonement? That atonement is the full realization that the separation never occurred. There is no separation. It's the full realization that our life experience here on planet Earth is an illusion. There's no here, here. (laughs) And that our true reality is our spiritual reality, which is beyond the body. I am not a body, and neither are you. And so healing is at the level of the mind always at the level of the mind, and it can get really, really challenging to remember that when the body feels sick. All healing is at the level of the mind can feel really challenging to remember when the emotional body feels sick, when there's uh, irritation, depression, manic depression, when there's anxiety and fear, it can seem hard to remember that all healing is at the level of the mind. We want to move into medication. And when there's a financial challenge, it can be really challenging to remember that all healing is at the level of the mind. When it seems like our creativity is damaged or broken or missing or something like that, it can be very challenging to think that all healing is at the level the level of the mind. So, let us be willing to recognize all healing is indeed at the level of the mind and that is the level where we prefer to do our work. That is what I call working in the invisible, which is so much easier because when you work in the invisible, Things don't take time because time is an illusion related to form, what I prefer to call density. I like to call form density because it reminds me that it moves slowly because it's temporal, it's time-based. And I used to push density all the time. I used to work in form all the time. And now I work at the level of the mind most of the time. And I'm getting even better at it. And I'm inviting you to come along with me on a journey of healing. So, in uh, Chapter 2, Section 4... Healing as release from fear. It's my page 23 at the top. It says, the miracle is the means, the atonement is the principle, and healing is the result. So, miracle is the means. What is a miracle? Miracle is a shift in perception towards the way that the Holy Spirit thinks, the I am presence thinks, instead of the ego. To speak of a miracle of healing is to combine two orders of reality inappropriately. Healing is not a miracle. Right? We talk about having a miraculous healing. I know I talk about having a miraculous healing all the time. Healing is not a miracle. No. The atonement or the final miracle is a remedy. And any type of healing is a result. It's a result of a shift in perception. The kind of error to which atonement is applied is irrelevant. All healing is essentially the release from fear. Hear that. I think that is so valuable for us to understand and know. All healing is essentially the release from fear. Now, in my study of A Course in Miracles, fear... Is and you can read the fear and conflict section, which is also in chapter two. I love it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, right before this section, there's a one called the altar of God, which is also great, it has a lot to do with uh, body healing, body temple. All healing is essentially the release from fear, fear. Is the byproduct of choosing thoughts of separation, believing them, energizing them, investing them, inve- investing in them, uh, and valuing them. So fear is the natural byproduct of saying, Hey, I like this separation. I'm interested in this separation. I value the separation. When we make choices, that lead to a reinforcement or a an affirmation of our belief in separation, the natural byproduct is fear. Okay, so what is an affirmation of separation? An affirmation of separation is a thought like this. I don't like them. They're different than me. They're better than me. I'm better than them. That's an affirmation of separation. And that's saying, ah, I value separation. I don't want to be like them. I don't want them to be like me. Or I wish I were like them, but I'm not. You see how these thoughts of separation are so insidious and they plague our mind and they are just rampant. How is that so? Well, it's according to our belief done unto us as according to our belief. So all healing is essentially the release from fear. Fear is the byproduct of choosing thoughts of separation. So if we want to release ourselves from fear, the obvious answer is how to do it. Release the judgment. Release the habit of, of valuing separation. That's it. Now, I can honestly say that becoming devoted to that and really clarifying my mind of most judgments or the attraction to judgment, which I still have work to do. There's no, zero question about that. However, once I really committed myself to releasing judgment and clearing it out when I find it. Not that I wouldn't have thoughts of judgment that were attractive to me, but my habit became instead of to draw them in, sit with them, talk with them, and become partnered with them. Instead, when the judgments come into my mind, most of the time now, I see it and I say, I'm not interested in that. I'm not interested in that because that will make me feel sick on some level, mentally, emotionally, physically, etc. So all healing is essentially the release from fear. To undertake this, you cannot be fearful yourself. You do not understand healing because of your own fear. So fear gets in the way of our understanding Healing. So, if we'd like to understand healing and become masterful in having healing experiences, feeling whole again, it stands to reason that we must place our attention completely on healing the judgments. A major step in the Atonement Plan is to undo error at all levels. Sickness or not right mindedness is the result of level confusion because it always entails the belief that what is amiss on one level can adversely affect another. So, what we're saying here is that let us Just keep our focus in the mind, at the level of the mind, instead of focusing on the level of the body. We have referred to miracles as the means of correcting level confusion, for all mistakes must be corrected at the level on which they occur. Only the mind is capable of error. The body can act wrongly only when it is responding to misthought. So, when we self medicate, when we self sabotage with the body, and uh, people drink so much that their body becomes inflamed, or they eat so much sugar that they hurt themselves, or whatever it is that we've all done to hurt the body, seem to damage the body, the only place where we're really making, acting wrongly. Uh, rather, it's all a misthought. There's some belief that we have, some thought that we value that is causing that issue of how we treat the body and how the body feels. It says here, the body cannot create, the body can't create, right? Because if you don't have a, if you have a body that's not animated by the mind, what can it do? Nothing. It just can lay there. That's it. The body can't create. It is the mind that creates. I love that. I love that awareness. It says here, physical illness represents a belief in magic. So, I don't know anyone that doesn't experience physical illness. I don't know anyone that doesn't experience physical illness. Uh, And... It represents a belief in magic. So let's flush out the belief in magic. How do we do that? Well, for me personally, my first step in flushing out anything from my mind is to give the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit. And I call it the higher Holy Spirit self because I want to remember that that Holy Spirit, that I am presence is not separate from me. I am that I am presence. And so I am interested in giving the higher Holy Spirit self the heavy lifting. So I don't need to move into the ego again and make an intellectual pursuit of what is wrong with my mind. I can literally open my mind and call upon the higher intelligence and ask it to simply make it known to me. And according to my willingness in my experience, what I need to know or be aware of will be shown to me. And if I am totally willing to let something go, I may not need to cognize it, really look at it mentally in my awareness at all. I may be able to release it without going over it Because there is often the temptation to move into the ego and start analyzing it. And that doesn't help. It really doesn't help at all. So physical illness represents a belief in magic. The whole distortion that made magic rests on the belief that there is a creative ability in matter which the mind cannot control. So this is one of the teachings of A Course in Miracles that things like cough medicine helps the cough that that using medicine and things like that is a belief in magic and that matter has some kind of power that only the mind only love that's what we're learning and our world is not built to teach us that unless we learn to because then the Holy Spirit will and we can learn everything the truth set us free. that's what we are dedicating ourselves to today learning how to heal I'm Jennifer Hadley it's time for me to take a break that's that music right there and just a reminder you can go to living Of course miracles Dot com right now sign up for eight weeks 16 free classes on living a course of miracles you're listening to unity online radio and I'll be right back
3: What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health.
1: Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk.
2: I'm Jennifer Hadley, and thank you for joining me today A Course in Miracles is our subject and our topic this week is how to have a healing. We're getting ready for the next Living A Course in Miracles series. Eight weeks of classes, exceptional teachers. Oh, I'm so excited for this group. We're going to have a great time and what an amazing theme we have this time. All eight weeks, all 16 classes on holy relationships. Holy relationship with the body. Holy relationship with spouse or romantic partner. Holy relationship with parents, with children. All kinds of holy relationships, including spiritual community. I'm very excited. We are going to dive deep into holy relationships. And at the end of that eight weeks, I can feel already there's going to be a whole lot of healing. So... I think that's one of the reasons why I got such a strong uh, guidance from the Holy Spirit to have healing as our topic this week. And in the, sep- in the section, Chapter 2, Fear and Conflict, one of my favorite sections in the text, uh, starts off with saying, being afraid seems to be involuntary. Seems like it's something beyond your own control. Yet, I have said already that only constructive acts should be involuntary. My control can take over everything that does not matter, while my guidance can direct everything that does, if you so choose. Wow. So, if we choose to have Jesus guide everything that matters in our life, we can choose to do that. Anybody not want to do that? Oh, boy. Yes, Jesus, please guide us in everything, everything that matters. (laughs) And he can actually take over everything that does not matter. That's what he's saying right there. My control can take over everything that does not matter. While my guidance can direct everything that does if you so choose. Why wouldn't we choose that? That would be crazy not to choose that, wouldn't it? Not that we all haven't acted crazy. Fear cannot be controlled by me, but it can be self-controlled. That's going back to what I was saying before. That fear is the result of choosing thoughts of separation. We have a choice to energize separation or not. That's the use of our free will. So if we choose to value thoughts of separation, we're going to experience fear. Now, here is a motivator. Right here, I'm going to give this to you. Motivator for releasing all those thoughts of judgment, separation, limitation, lack, attack, Here's what Jesus says, fear prevents me from giving you my control, okay? So if we want to have Jesus control everything in our life that doesn't matter and guide us in everything that does, we have to give up making ourselves feel afraid. Fear prevents me from giving you my control, The presence of fear shows that you have raised body thoughts to the level of the mind that removes them from my control and makes you feel personally responsible for them. This is an obvious confusion of levels. I do not foster level confusion, but you must choose to correct it. So all healing is at the level of the mind. Let us work at the level of the mind instead of at the level of the body. But it's very tempting to work at the level of the body when uh, when I have a headache, I want to take aspirin. When I have a cough, I want to take cough medicine, right? And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. But if we're n- not even thinking of working at the level of the mind then how are we going to shift? So it's a habit to constantly work at the level of form instead of the level of mind. This is why all my classes, everything that I'm doing is about working at the level of the mind because that's where all healing is. Now, going back to Chapter 2, Section 4, Healing is Released from Fear, Paragraph 3 only the mind can create because spirit has already been created. And the body is a learning device for the mind. This is a, a theme in A Course in Miracles. The body is a learning device for the mind. Learning devices are not lessons in themselves. Their purpose is merely to facilitate learning. So let's make that how we use the body. And we hold the body then as a learning device. And think of it this way. If you were to decide that your ability to awaken and your uh, learning and the facilitation of your learning was related to the body, perhaps you would begin to treat your body as a temple of learning. A temple of learning. Now, in the fear of healing section, um, Actually, what am I saying? In um, The Function of the Miracle Worker, which is page 24, section 5 in chapter 2, uh, talks about here fear of healing. It talks about unwillingness. This is a theme also, particularly in the early part of the text, unwillingness. So, willingness is a theme generally in A Course in Miracles, and unwillingness... Is a theme early on. And so it says here, uh, paragraph eight the fear of healing arises in the end from an unwillingness to accept unequivocally that healing is necessary. The fear of healing arises from an unwillingness to accept that healing is necessary. So, a healed mind is what we're going for, and very often we are thinking we're right, thinking that we know. I love I love when Jesus says in the workbook you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what's best for you. You're confused. So why not just hand it all over to him? And you know what? I heard him say that, meaning I I I got it. And I decided, yeah. You know what? I think I'll do that. I think I'll hand it over to Jesus. I'll hand it over to the I Am, to the Holy Spirit. Now, a lot of people, understandably, are reluctant to hand over their healing, to hand over their life, to hand over the guidance and the direction to Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the higher self, the I Am Presence, to God. Why are they reluctant to do that? Because they think that the result is going to be something that they don't like. The, they think that the result is going to be a loss of control, a loss of joy, a loss of pleasure. They think that they're going to ask be asked to give up that which is uh, enjoyable and pleasurable and valuable. But don't we all know that we have taken what the body finds valuable, enjoyable, and pleasurable. Well, the mind using the body as a vehicle finds pleasurable. Like sex and drugs and rock and roll and <laughs> um, sex and drugs and overeating and just all the things that we self-medicate with. That we have found the things that we enjoy that are pleasurable through our body experience, through our five senses experience. And there's not a one of us that haven't hasn't an overindulged and hurt the body, so it seems. But can we really, are we really hurting the body? Are we hurting the mind? And then the damage in our mind meaning uh, the sickness is in our thinking, the stinking thinking shows up as distress in the body because the body is a projection of the mind. The fear of healing arises from an unwillingness to accept that healing is necessary. I love this part here. What the physical eye sees is not corrective. Nor can error be corrected by any device that can be seen physically. Error cannot be corrected by any device. It can be seen physically. As long as you believe in what your physical sight tells you, your attempts at correction will be misdirected. People love it when I share that Michael Beckwith quote that's so fun, where he said, when you believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see, and you won't see what you do see. And uh, it's exactly that. It is that you are... Thinking that you see with the body's eyes, but you can't see with the body's eyes. You can only see with the mind, but we think we see with the body's eyes. When you believe more in what you don't see, in the invisible, then you will see in the invisible what you don't see and you won't see what you do see. You believe more in what you don't see than what you do see, then you will see what you don't see, and you won't see what you do see. So, this is where we're willing to have a healing at the level of the mind. All right, so (laughs) it's healing is an ability that developed after the separation before which it was unnecessary. Now, of course, the separation isn't real. It's just a thought in our mind. Like all aspects of the belief in space and time, it is temporary. The separation is temporary. It's temporal, time-based. It's an illusion. Like all aspects of the belief in space and time, it is temporary. However, as long as time persists, Healing is needed as a means of protection. This is because healing rests on charity. And charity is a way of perceiving the perfection of another, even if you cannot perceive it in yourself. So we can perceive the perfection in another. And that's charity. There is a really profound... Spiritual energetic that is called charity. Faith and hope and charity. And charity isn't looking down on someone. Not at all. Charity is opening your heart to them. That's being charitable. It's, charity is like a form of compassion. It's a, a way of joining. And seeing the worthiness in someone else. Not with pity, but with open heart, with humanity, with compassion. It says, healing rests on charity, and charity is a way of perceiving the perfection of another, even if you cannot perceive it yourself. It's beautiful. All right. So moving on here. Let's see. Uh, give me a moment here. <laughs> By the way, i um, getting ready to uh, finish. We're finishing up the app. We're doing some beta testing. And oh, my God, I am just loving having this app. So chapter eight. Healing as correct corrected perception it's section 9 of chapter 8 when the ego tempts you to sickness do not ask the Holy Spirit to heal the body what for this would merely be to accept the ego's belief that the body is the proper aim of healing What? Ask rather that the Holy Spirit teach you the right perception of the body, for perception alone can be distorted. Only perception can be sick, because only perception can be wrong. Wow. I'm going to read that again. When the ego tempts you to sickness, do not ask the Holy Spirit to heal the body, for this would merely be to accept the ego's belief that the body is the proper aim of healing. Ask rather that the Holy Spirit teach you the right perception of the body, for perception alone can be distorted. Only perception can be sick, because only perception can be wrong. So reality can't be wrong. Remember, perception and projection are the same. So what we project with the mind according to our beliefs. Remember, it's done unto you, according to your beliefs. So you project your beliefs onto the screen of your life, and then you look at it, and you make the meaning of it, which reinforces your beliefs. This is why we have to be willing to work at the level of the mind. We work at the level of changing our perception. By recognizing our perception is a projection of our belief system. So in other words, let's have a concrete example. If I am believing that I am not good enough, that something is wrong with me, then probably the perception of my physical body is that there's something wrong with the physical body. And so I'm going to look at the body and say, the body is bad. The body is wrong. The body is not. The body is too fat or too thin, too big or too small, too something, not enough something. Something is wrong with the body. But it's not that something is wrong with the body. It's There is a belief in something wrong. There's a belief that something is wrong with the and that is what creates the perception that there's something wrong with the body. Because I have identified the body. I can tell you, my, body. I'm not interested in doing that anymore. Wrong perception is the wish that things be as they are not. Wishing and hoping that things were different. Let us move out of that mindset. Let us truly have a healing today. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. Remember, the Living A Course in Miracles 8-week free class, 16 classes over the next 8 weeks, begins on Thursday. Go to livingacourseinmiracles.com and register now, please, totally free. Now, it's time for me to take a break, so don't go away. I'll be right back.
3: if you could transform your finances and energy level go from lack to lots from low energy to high energy what if it only took five minutes every day would you do it shift your patterns by listening to jane's daily inspiring and life-changing messages join her global community online at www.ultimateprosperityplanners.com prosperity jane your personal prosperity cheerleader
2: And we're back, we're talking about how to have a healing, whole lot of healing going on here, and it's deep, it's really, really deep. And healing really is the focus of the eight weeks of Living A Course in Miracles that starts on Thursday, April 10th. Our entire theme is having a holy relationship, holy relationship in all areas of our life, including with the physical body, Interesting. And holy relationship is healing. So just reading here in uh, chapter eight, section nine. It's uh, right at the beginning, paragraph one. When the ego tempts you to sickness, do not ask the Holy Spirit To heal the body for this would merely be to accept the ego's belief that the body is the proper aim of healing. No, we're looking, working at the level of the mind. All healing is at the level of the mind. Ask rather that the Holy Spirit teach you the right perception of the body. For perception alone can be distorted. Only perception can be sick. Because only perception can be wrong. Wrong perception is the wish that things be as they are not. So when you wish that things were differently, it's understandable. God knows it's understandable. And I know that it's understandable. However, when I am wishing that things were different, then I am in ego. So we're moving out of ego. How do we move out of ego? I find the best help, you know, I quote it all the time. Lesson 135, if I defend myself, I am attacked. Paragraph 18, what could you not accept if you but knew that everything that happens, all events, past, present, and to come are gently planned by one whose only purpose is your good. Everything is gently planned by one whose purpose is your good. Do you see how in these sections that I'm sharing, it's just a constant reinforcement that you're not alone. You're not on your own. You're joined with loving spirit there to help you. Jesus is saying, I am here to help you. And just ask. The Holy Spirit is is saying, just ask. So, Remember, too, and it says this here a little bit later in the Section uh, 9, Healing as Corrected Perception, in Chapter 8, Paragraph 6. The ego despises weakness, even though it makes every effort to induce it. So the ego is constantly attacking. The ego is a lack and attack thought system right? It's a separation thought system. So, the ego despises weakness. So, if you are angry and upset because you feel weak, the reason you feel weak is because you have somehow forgotten that love is the only power that there is. Love is your power and you are fully imbued with the power to love, And that power to love is the kingdom that is pre-installed within you. Seek first the kingdom, which is within, and all else will be added unto you because you've recognized the source of power is love. Love is the kingdom. Love is the king in the kingdom. Love is what you are. Teach only love. Share only love because that is what you are. So if you're teaching something other than love, you will feel weak. You will feel afraid. This is why all healing is at the level of the mind. But if we don't correct the mind, then it translates into the emotional body and the physical body. It becomes manifest in form because we have a belief. If we have a strong belief that it's okay to attack, if we have a strong belief in lack, then we are going to A, feel attacked, We are going to feel lack and we're going to project that out into the world and we are going to perceive that we are correct because when we see our beliefs projected out into the world, we're going to say, aha, there is the evidence. And that's when the ego has really caught us when we're collecting evidence to make the case for the ego. Arguing for the ego, like an attorney from hell. And it says here in paragraph 7, The Bible enjoins you to be perfect, to heal all errors, to take no thought of the body as separate, and to accomplish all things in my name. This is not my name alone, for ours is a shared identification. You see how much we've been given? We have a shared identification with Jesus. So we can ask for healing in Jesus' name because it's we have a shared identification with Jesus. So we are one with him. He says, this is not my name alone. For ours is a shared identification. The name of God's Son is one. And you are enjoined to do the works of love because we share this oneness. Our minds are whole because they are one. If you are sick, you are withdrawing from me. Yet you cannot withdraw from me alone. You can only withdraw from yourself and me. Because... We're one with Jesus. So when we withdraw from our true identity, our spiritual identity, the kingdom, then there is a sense of sickness, illness, disease, and discomfort. Now, I want to really correct, if at all possible, this belief, this perception that when we're sick, that we should be blamed for thinking the thoughts that made us sick. No, remember the body is for our learning. Now, when you have a child or someone uh, who is learning, a young person, right, in their learning, if you're a loving teacher, uh, then what happens is they're going to make mistakes. And when they make mistakes, when they make errors, we are not going to chastise them because they're learning, right? So if if a child is coloring and a, they get the crayons on the table, well, they're learning. They're learning that, oh, no, we don't color on the table. We try and keep it on the paper. Uh, if they spill the paint, well, they're still learning how to use their bodies. So we don't chastise them we encourage them to be more mindful to have an awareness of the 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 way the body works we're teaching them they're learning but what happens when we have illness in the body is there is a tendency then to because it's ego identification We're identified with the body that, and this is very common in the new age, new thought spiritual movement that people think that there's something wrong with them because there is illness. But what it is, is it's an invitation to correct the thinking and you're not the thoughts, just like you're not the body, but you think the thoughts. And you have the experience of the body, and it's all for your learning. So when children are learning to walk and they fall down and they hurt themselves, we don't call them stupid. We don't berate them. We don't torture them. We don't attack them. Why? Because we love them and they're learning and we want to help them. So the same, of course, is true of Jesus and all of heaven let it be the way that we live our lives. Let it be the way we live our lives. That instead of berating ourselves for, let's say, getting fat or the the body uh, having disease or illness of any kind, instead of allowing ourselves to attack ourselves and further identify with the body, Let us take a step back and say to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit, to ourselves, I'm never upset for the reason I think, and I do not know what anything is for, except it's for my learning. The body is for my learning, and I am willing to learn, and I am going to give all the heavy lifting and all the teaching to my teacher, the I am that I am, the Holy Spirit. That's how we have a healing, my friend. That's it right there. It's not more complicated than that. But it's challenging to change our minds when we're trying to do it by ourselves. This is why we pray. So I invite you now to place your hand on your heart and take that breath of love and gratitude with me and let us give all the heavy lifting to the Holy Spirit and let us invoke Jesus right now to be our guide, to lead, guide, and direct us in every moment. Let us surrender all thoughts of lack and attack, all judgments, and let us live a life without fear. In grace and gratitude, we accept our healing, we allow our healing, we call it forth, and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In grace and gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Remember, Living A Course in Miracles starts April 10th, this Thursday. All the 16 classes are totally free. We've got a great lineup of teachers for you. Once you register now, I love you. Have a great rest of your week.
1: Thank you for tuning into A Course in Miracles. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way.
3: You've seen Reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.
0: only takes a moment if you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities quiet your mind and affirm there is a divine plan at work in my life I now relax let go and let it
2: unfold
0: listen attentively inwardly without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced become as a child Trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within.
3: This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity.